0: Khabib Nurmagomedov is without a doubt one of the greatest MMA fighters of all time. The wrestler from Dagestan dominated everyone that came his way. This led to him capturing the UFC Lightweight Championship, a belt he defended three times, and those title fights did huge numbers for the promotion. He retired undefeated with a record of 29-0, leaving the sport as the pound-for-pound best fighter. But that doesn't necessarily make him the greatest of all time. So how good was Khabib Nurmagomedov actually? Hey guys, it's Keon, and today we're going to be talking about Habib the Eagle Nurmagomedov, whose name is widely pronounced as Khabib Nurmagomedov in North America. I know he just retired, and this video may seem premature, but I truly believe this is it for the man that many consider as the best in the sport. And as much as I agree with that sentiment right now, as I make this video, his claim for the greatest of all time is up for debate. So in this video, we're gonna take a look at Khabib's MMA career to really understand how good he was. But before we get to it, as always, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. They get the extra perk of a shout out before each video. But even the intro members get early access to my videos and video to the Kion Camaro podcast, which you could also. To listen to for free on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Every month, the money from my Patreon goes to charity, so please join now, all the info will be down below. Now let's get to it. Khabib began his MMA career on September 18th, 2008 at the age of 19. He trained in wrestling, sambo, and judo since he was a kid under the tutelage of his father, Abdulmanap. His first opponent was Vusal Beyramov. The two felt each other out on the feet before Khabib secured the takedown. He mounted Vusal and began throwing punches before finishing the fight via triangle choke. A month later, he entered the Pancration Atrium tournament, a one-night three-fight event. In the quarterfinals, he fought Magomed Magomedov. Khabib secured many takedowns throughout this fight. Once Magomed got tired, he began to eat many shots on the feet, which opened up a cut. After two 5-minute rounds, Khabib won by decision. His opponent in the semifinals was Ramazan karbinas Khabib put on another wrestling clinic by securing takedowns, throwing ground and pound, and attempting an Achilles lock. He also picked Ramazan apart on the feet. After 10 minutes, he won by unanimous decision. This earned him a spot in the finals against Shamil abdul Although Shamil proved to be more of a challenge by attempting an armbar, reversing the position and connecting on the feet, Khabib's wrestling was still too much and was not for him to win by unanimous decision, making him the Pancration Atrium Cup Tournament winner. 10 months after this tournament win, he won the Sumata Fighting Championship Tournament by defeating Sayed Ahmed and Elder Eldorov via TKO. In November of 2009, he fought Shabulat Shamalayev. Khabib immediately secured a takedown and attempted an armbar. And although he ended up on his back because of it, he attempted it again and although he didn't lock it up, he regained top position. He went for the armbar for a third time and that was the one that force to tap. His next opponent was Ali Bagov. Although Ali was the first to bring the fight down, Khabib reversed the position and denied all of Bagov's following takedown attempts. He also maintained pressure while the action was on the feet. Overall, he was dominant and after 10 minutes, he won by unanimous decision. Khabib went on to fight Vitali Ostrowski. Once again, he pressured immediately before taking the fight down. He locked up a crucifix threw a barrage of punches, was close to securing an armbar, and pressured with a forearm choke that forced Vitali to tap. Now 2011 was a huge year for Khabib who fought and won all 7 fights. Fights, with all of them being finishes by either TKO or submission. And once again his wrestling proved to be too much for his opponents. Even on the feet, his opponents were unable to do much before getting tied up and taken down. Following these wins, Khabib signed with the UFC where he moved back down to lightweight. On January 20th, 2012, he fought Kamal shalarus Kamal immediately pressed forward and tried to connect on the feet. But it was Khabib that dropped him with a left hand before throwing big shots from the top. All this got Kamal tied really quick. And in the second and third, he was getting picked apart on the feet and dominated on the floor. The fight of Eventually ended in the third via rear naked choke. At UFC 148, Khabib fought Gleison Tibau. For most of this fight, Khabib pressed forward, connected with punches, and attempted takedowns. But Tibau denied all of them and even secured a couple of his own. He also counted well on the feet. It was a close fight but after 3 rounds, Khabib won by unanimous decision. There was some controversy as 5 out of 6 media outlets scored the fight for Tibau. But in my opinion, I think Khabib's pressure was the difference as Gleison was backing up most of the time. And moving forward in a fight always looks good to the judges. But 30s to 27s across the board is something I don't agree with. Regardless, Khabib left no doubt in his next fight against Thiago Tavares, who he finished in the first round by connecting with a left hand before ending it with brutal elbows. Tavares also failed his post-fight drug test. On May 25th, 2013, Khabib fought Abel Trujillo. The fight was held at a catchweight after Khabib missed weight by 2.5 pounds. And although Abel brought the fight down first and had his moments both on the floor and the feet, Khabib connected as well and secured many takedowns which led to ground and pound and submission attempts. By the end of the 15 minutes, he recorded 21 takedowns, a UFC record. And a. Of course, the judges gave him the unanimous decision. At UFC 165, Khabib fought Pat Healy. For three rounds, Khabib ragdolled Pat across the mat and mixed that with some hard shots both on the feet and on the ground. Once again, he won by unanimous decision. This was also the fight where UFC president Dana White realized that big things were going to happen for the fighter from Dagestan. Seven months later, Khabib fought Rafael Dos Anjos. Although Dos Anjos was the better striker, the threat of the takedown gave Khabib openings on the feet. This eventually led to him taking Dos Anos down where he controlled him for most of the fight. After three rounds, Khabib won by unanimous decision. After this, Khabib didn't fight for two years due to injuries. He was linked to fights with both Donald Cerrone and Tony Ferguson prior to pulling out. And although he was supposed to fight Tony on April 16th, 2016, Ferguson pulled out due to a lung issue and was replaced by Daryl Horcher. Regardless, Khabib's comeback was highly anticipated. And a lot of this was due to his last opponent, Rafael Dos Anjos, who went on a nice run following the loss, which led to him winning the UFC Lightweight Championship. So of course, many wanted to see a rematch between the two. But first, Khabib fought Daryl Horcher and showed no signs of a Ring rust as he dominated the fight with his wrestling and ground and pound. This continued in the second before the ref saw enough. Three months later, Rafael Dos Anjos lost the belt to Eddie Alvarez. A fight between Khabib and Eddie was supposed to go down at UFC 205, but Alvarez decided to go for the money fight against featherweight champion Conor McGregor. Of course, Khabib did not like this, so he took out his frustrations on the UFC 205 card against his opponent, Michael Johnson. And although Johnson connected with some nice punches on the feet early, he eventually got taken down and began eating heavy shots. This continued until the end of the round, in the entire second. Khabib was also heard telling Michael to give up as he was the one who deserved the title shot. He was also talking to Dana White during the fight for a shot at the belt. Eventually, the fight ended in the third when Khabib blocked up a Kimura that forced a tap. His next fight was supposed to go down against Tony Ferguson at UFC 209. Before a third time, it got cancelled, and it was due to Khabib pulling out as he fell ill from the weight cut. Tony and many others blame it on the tiramisu cake that Khabib ate days prior, but he denies that he ate that cake. Regardless, this blows on quite a bit as both men were seen as the best lightweights in the world, and they were in their absolute primes. This fight cancellation and Ramadan had Khabib out on the sidelines for more than a year. He returned at UFC 219 to fight Edson Barbosa. Despite Edson being an expert in kicking, Khabib neutralized that attack and most of his striking by pressing forward and connecting himself. This eventually led to takedowns and ground and pound, which of course meant another mauling. After 3 rounds, Khabib won by unanimous decision. This performance was so impressive that despite not finishing the fight, Khabib still received a performance bonus. 3 months later, he got his shot at the vacant UFC lightweight title. To make it all better, it was against Tony Ferguson, who was now the interim lightweight champion, making it the 4th time the fight was scheduled. But on April 1st, 6 days prior to the event, Tony pulled out due to a knee injury. This one hurt a lot. But Khabib was still game to fight, so instead he faced Ally Quinta. Prior to that going down, Khabib was involved in an altercation with Artem Lobov, one of Conor McGregor's friends and training partners. Khabib slapped Artem due to his trash talk. Once Conor found out about this, all hell broke loose. Him and his entourage attacked Khabib who was on a bus full of other fighters ready to go to the Barclays Center for promotional appearances. This event saw Conor throw a dolly through the bus window, which caused injuries to a couple fighters. After all this, Khabib told Conor to send him location and he went on to fight Ally Quinta. And I have to give credit to Al as he looked really good for taking this fight on short notice. He had his moments on the feet and showed so much heart throughout, making him the first and only man to bring Khabib to the 5th round. But every round went to Khabib as he controlled the action both on the feet and mostly on the ground. He won the fight by unanimous decision to become the new UFC lightweight champion. And of course, his first title defense had to be the grudge match against Conor McGregor. This was a huge fight as the hatred between the two was very real. And this was Conor's first fight in the UFC after his boxing match with Floyd Mayweather. Plus, the last time he was in the octagon, he won the lightweight belt against Eddie Alvarez, one he got stripped of and never officially lost. This event would go on to sell 2.4 million pay-per-views, which is still the record as of right now as I record this. This was a classic striker vs grappler matchup, and it was Khabib who found more success by securing takedowns and throwing ground and pound. He even, Connected with a huge right hand in the second that dropped Connor for a moment. This led to more ground and pounds. But Connor made it to round 3 and it was a round that the judges gave to him as he denied most of Khabib's takedowns. And he kept the action on the feed where he found the most success. But Connor got taken down again in the fourth round and ate more shots before tapping to a neck crank. Overall, it was an awesome performance by Khabib. Unfortunately, it got overshadowed when he jumped the cage and attacked Connor's corner. Khabib's corner attacked Connor and chaos ensued. A fine of $500,000 and a suspension of 9 months was given to Khabib. So so he came back a year later to defend the belt for a second time against interim champion Dustin Poirier. Khabib was now a superstar as he had a hero's welcome in Abu Dhabi, which is where the fight took place. But this event also did 1 million pay per view buys, which are huge numbers that were mostly pulled in by Khabib. And he put on a flawless performance against Dustin, who couldn't get anything going on the feet. This was due to the constant pressure, which led to takedowns, punches, and submission attempts. Poirier did rock Khabib in the second and almost secured a guillotine in the third, but aside from that, it was a one sided fight that eventually ended in the third by naked choke. This was a special fight as for the first time, Khabib had his father, Abdul Manap, in his corner for a UFC bout. And finally, at UFC 249, Khabib and Tony were going to fight. Of course, people did not bring their hopes up due to the previous cancellations. And they were right for doing so as the fight got cancelled due to the beginning of COVID-19. The fight got postponed to May, but Khabib was unable to leave Russia due to the pandemic. But Tony remained on the card where he fought Justin Gaethje for the interim lightweight championship. And sadly, he lost to Justin, which killed most of our hope for a matchup with Khabib. But the worst part about this entire situation was that Manabner Nurmagomedov passed away due to COVID-19. This was a big loss for Khabib, but surprisingly, he decided to come back three and a half months after his father's passing to defend the belt against Justin Gaethje. And although Gaethje was seen as a serious threat, Khabib absolutely dominated him everywhere in this fight. In fact, his striking looked better than ever. He eventually finished the fight in the second by securing a triangle choke that put Justin to sleep, much similar to the finish in his first fight. Immediately after, Khabib broke down in tears. I'm not even ashamed to say I cre- as well because it was such a heartbreaking moment and what made it even more heartbreaking was in his post-fight interview when he announced that he was calling it a career and this was a decision made by Khabib's mother who no longer wanted him to compete without Abdul Manap and in a sport where fighters constantly come out of retirement I think Khabib is a man of his word on this one so after going 29-0 in a career that saw him become the UFC lightweight champion how good was Khabib Nurmagomedov actually he is the greatest lightweight in MMA history this was a title I gave to BJ Penn previously but by tying BJ's lightweight title defense record and remaining undefeated in the division, Khabib is without a doubt the greatest 155 pounder the sport has ever seen. Plus his fights were mostly one sided as he hardly took any damage in his MMA career. In fact I don't think I ever saw him with a single cut on his face. But what's more impressive is how he dominated his opponents with the same game plan every time. They knew the takedown was coming but no matter how much training they did they wouldn't be able to get on Khabib's level. And that's because he is in my opinion the greatest wrestler in mixed martial arts. Yes I know the sport has seen many Olympians and NCAA Division 1 Wrestlers, but it was this man from Dagestan who was better than them all. Khabib's wrestling was so good that it made his striking better, as his opponents would think so much about the takedown that they'd forget about the punches and kicks, which was getting better the more he fought. But his talents truly shined on the ground where he threw heavy ground and pound and locked up submissions. And overall, once he took his opponents down, it was difficult for them to get back up, because Khabib was able to apply his pressure constantly throughout the fight without getting tired. His fight IQ was also really high, as he was very calculated with his attacks. But more importantly, he never allowed his emotions to get in the way of a fight. Whether it was anger or sadness, he performed to the highest degree. And as much as he did improve his English, which helped him talk more trash, he became a superstar without the need to be flashy. His pride and his faith resonated with millions of Muslims around the world. And he left the game on top with a very impressive performance. That's why I would give Khabib's MMA career a 10 out of 10. This is huge as I never give 10s, but Khabib truly deserves it. Now let's get to where he fits in the GOAT conversation. Does Khabib's MMA career warrant him the title as the greatest of all time? In my opinion, I still don't think so. And the reason why is actually best put by former UFC light heavyweight champion, John Jones, and where he tweeted, I've won 15 world titles, he won his fourth. The fact that this is even a conversation is mind-blowing to me. Now I still put Khabib over John simply because of all the controversies in Jones' MMA career. But I still don't think he has surpassed Georges St-Pierre. Now obviously I'm biased because I'm a huge GSP fan. But 11 world titles at welterweight and one at middleweight in the UFC is something that not many have done. Not even Khabib. George was also the more well-rounded fighter. And yes, he has taken his share of damage and lost twice in his career. But people cut more easily than others and his two career losses were avenged. In the UFC, GSP went 20-2 in comparison to Khabib's 13-0. And while the undefeated record does look better, after George's second career loss, he went on a 13-fight win streak before calling it a career. And before you say Khabib fought tougher opponents, then you must have not seen the welterweight division back in the day. The reality is that most of GSP's success occurred in the UFC in comparison to Khabib's. And personally, I favor longevity in this sport. Especially if it's in the greatest MMA promotion, in the world where all the top fighters go. GSP did it longer and also ended it on a high note. And since he never failed a drug test, I still think he remains at the top. But that's just my opinion of course. Regardless, I would have loved to see a fight between the two. But unfortunately, the stars did not align. And that was a common theme in Khabib's career as we missed out on his matchup with Tony Ferguson, which I consider as the greatest fight to never happen. And also his rematch with Rafael Dos Anjos. I feel like we completely forgot about that because of the Tony fiasco. But that rematch not going down also stung. Even that matchup with Max Holloway hurt me when it got cancelled. And I can't help to think that Khabib's career would have looked way different had these fights happened, especially if he defeated Tony Ferguson. Aside from all that, he is still on a higher echelon than most of MMA's finest. But what I love about this story was how it started with a boy and his father simply bonding over fighting, as that hard work and love created one of the greatest fighters we have ever seen. And that's what made his final moments in the octagon so memorable. He was at the top and was only getting better, but it truly felt like he would trade it all for another moment with Abdul Manap. And as much of an honor as it was to watch all these fights during these years, Khabib Nurmagomedov is more than deserving to put this smashing to rest. My name is Kion and this is my take on how good Khabib Nurmagomedov actually was. Do you agree, disagree or have something else to add? Please put it in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all for now, so I'll see you in my next one.